Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixel It. On today's episode, we are starting a brand new book series, Far Cry Absolution by Urban Wait. Urban name. Wait. No way. That's... There's no way his parents gave him that name. <laughs> that name is too cool. That is not a, that is not a, that's a name that somebody uh, uh, came up with when they were 15 years old and they were like, I'm going to go by Urban Wait. I'm going to go by Clive. <laughs> Clive. True story. I, I remember, you remember when you were a kid and you were getting your school pictures done and uh, often it was done by some guy who was really good with the kids. And so yeah. he would like give everyone, everyone got a different nickname or something like that as they yeah, came down yeah. the way. Well, he called me Clive and I therefore decided that that must be the coolest alternate that is- name. That I can have because I'm so damn cool. Because I'm cool. I'm cool like Clive. <laughs> Clive is cool. I'm Clive. Therefore, I am cool. That's just math. There's there's the math. So boom. Yeah. Boom. But yeah. Um, Far Cry Absolution, baby. Far Cry Absolution. Now, um, we we decided on this book, I think before our first episode even aired. I think we had we had yeah. already picked it out. Yeah. Um so it's been a long time in the making to get to Far Cry Absolution. Uh, and today we're going to cover the prologue and the first chapter, I believe we had we had decided. Yeah, um, because the book is written in like four mega chapters. Four cha- it's it's a prologue, four <laughs> chapters and an epilogue. It is it is it's not a crazy long book. but It's not a short one either. It's it's just over 300 pages. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Waite went ahead and it's also I don't know if you can see this. It's a very long, narrow book for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I can't figure that out. Man, we are opening up all kinds of shit with this video. I could feel it. This is going to work. It it is. It is tall and leggy. That's the kind of book that it is. Uh, (laughs) So, yes. In the prologue, we have um, we have the sheriff who I assume is supposed to be the same sheriff from the game. Sheriff Whitehorse. Yeah. Yeah, they, there's no name assigned to him. I think he's just referred to as the sheriff. Yeah. Right. I don't think I don't think they gave him the name. And um, we have our main character and it's a bad sign that I already forgot her name. Uh, oh, it's it's uh, name. Mary, Mary May. Mary May. I was thinking Maggie May. Um, well, but no, it's I mean, it, it's, it's Maggie May. It's Maggie so May. That's a good it's a good one, too. Um, no, Mary May. Uh, she is talking to the sheriff. Because her her daddy's died, mm-hmm. uh, her mama has died recently, and her brother is in a cult. And really, that is just the trifecta of and 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 who who can't relate with that already? Super relatable content. I think we've all yeah. been there. We've all been there. So yeah, she's and everything like in the, her father's death at very least is it's just mysterious circumstances right. i don't think they go into it with her mother too much but at least with right. the father she's like trying to basically she's trying to talk the sheriff into doing something you know that that classic right. action movie we gotta do something um right with those eden's gate boys yeah. uh and uh, it's a, a cult that has basically taken over their town um yeah. And he points out, he says that, you know, they, they're they in this huge place 
uh, full of every kind of person. You know, he says we've got preppers, you know, like because they're in Montana. So, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. We got preppers. We got cowboys. We got libertarian anarchists. We've got, you know, farmers. Well, he, I think it's funny. It's like he has he lists all these things and he kind of uses all of the most like the pejorative terms for right. each group, it feels like. And right. then at the end, he says, and Democrats. And Democrats. <laughs> Hold on. I've got it. I've got it. Right here. We got preppers. We got doomsday freaks. We got whole families to folks living in shacks up in the hills. No power, no water. Grandma and the great grandkids sleeping three to a bunk while mommy and daddy make more. We got gun nuts. We got bunkers and compounds. We got free thinkers, anarchists, nihilists, Democrats, and God knows what else. But I'm telling you, <laughs> what I saw up there at Eden's Gate, the conviction they have, the goddamn power they gave to the words of the father, it was infectious. It got damn near under my skin. And they're believers, you know, every one of them. And that's not to say a bad thing about them or to question their faith. But I tell you, it scared me more than anything I have yet to see in this life. And there's not a thing I can do about that because you know what? It's perfectly legal. I got to say, it's like the most the most neoliberal reaction to the yeah. like, like, I got to tell you, what's going on up there scares the fuck out of me. Makes me but shit it's my legal. pants. But, it, what, but it's their religious freedom. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I just... This scares the shit out of me. They're eating babies, but you know, religious freedom. We gotta, we Re gotta make sure Re we gotta make sure that they remain untouched, untouched. Leave them alone. <laughs> that baby probably, you know, probably desired to be eaten because yeah. that's the true believer baby. The true believer baby true desires <laughs> to be drawn and quartered and put into four vials. Yes. And then and then spread to the to the four lords, and then there's there's the big lady, and <laughs> and there's a giant weird fetus underground, and, and uh, Resident Evil Village set. It was actually taking place in in Montana. Resident Evil year. Village, end of the year twenty twenty one. Probably actually. Now that I think of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it, it it's up there. It's up um, there. So the prologue is the, is basically two scenes. We have first the first scene is her complaining to the sheriff. The sheriff is like, "It's bad, but it's legal." Nah. And then and then we have the introduction of the guy who is basically if you've played Far Cry Five. Now Far Cry you can play in any order you want. Sure. But the way the game is kind of kind of funnels you for a beginner, it's like. Take this guy first uh, and you are introduced to basically who is the guy who's the first boss of the game. Yeah. Um, and is basically the big bad of the book. John Seed. Yeah. And and before we go any further, this is a prequel to Far Cry. Yes, 5. it is a prequel to Far, Far Cry 5. Yeah. And uh, and and John Seed is a member of a family of uh, occultists in, in Eden's Gate. And you're right. I John Seed is basically the first one you dealt with in the game as far as I played. And he's like the televangelist of the family. Yes. Like he's he's like this new age up right. with people, the power of positive thinking kind of hippy dippy guy who it, it's he seems kind of silly and stupid at first. He doesn't seem right. dangerous. Yeah. He's um he seems a little he he's not like the the paramilitary guy Jacob um yep. he's not creepy um like the father Joseph who is actually the middle brother but we'll unpack that later yep. <laughs> he's 
he's like he's he's got this positivity type of thing like yeah. yes you can do it too you know yeah, yeah it's um, a, it's a very um uh uh, uh you know Oh, what is it? Uh, the the bakers, you know, it's 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 very, you know, televangelist like. Right. If only you would just, you know, you can do it, and you you you've got God on your side, and if only you would give me all of your money and free will, then you would. You can be saved mm. too, yeah. If you give me your money, exactly. And exactly. There's got to be something, and maybe this is a this is like an idea for you in the future to write a play unpacking the idea that. Uh, the the Protestant Reformation and the schism from from the Roman Catholic Church started because of tithes, and now a lot of Protestantism is about giving uh, preachers all your money. Absolutely, it is. Uh, like <laughs> you know, not to get it off on a, on a, on a side tangent here, but uh, for those of you who who don't know, Kevin and I met in grad school uh, in the film department. And true story, I went to uh, uh, the professor that we both met under, uh, no names, but uh, and I, I brought a, um, it was for a pilot class. He rode for Bill Cosby. Let's say that. Anyway, let's just point that out. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, yeah. And so I brought him, we were, it was a pilot class. I brought him my pilot idea, which was about a televangelist and, and faith healer kind of guy. And uh, basically about him keeping the grift alive that sort of thing uh and he first off he's a pretty pious man i i'm gonna give him the benefit of the, of the doubt and 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 assume that that is not the reason that he told me to just forget about this idea and move on to another one but that is what he said he told he said you know this isn't gonna get no one's gonna pick this up right um you know this this kind of thing in america especially you no know, and 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 actually he he has a, he has a point, but I really wanted to write it. But I it, based on that information, I decided not to even bother writing it. And then uh, years later, uh, the mighty gemstones is that what it was called? The the um, I think I know what you're talking about. I I don't know if that was the name. It might have been the name. It's a it's a movie of the movie something like that. The yeah, mighty something. Yeah yeah yeah. And it's a TV show about a group of televangelists and that whole thing. And it's, and there was another one, uh, another TV show that came out that is under similar, uh, about similar circumstances. The point is the point I'm trying to say is if there are any budding creatives or writers out there, anything like that, just fucking write it. Just do it. Just do it. Just write it anyway. Just do it anyway. Even if, no even, if you, even if your old, old white professor says no, especially if your old white professor says no, <laughs> it um, means you're barking up the right tree. Yeah, it was also a central plot in um, what was it? The the oh shit, Matlock? No, was it Matlock? Matlock. Um, no, there was the. It was one of those shows, and they did a version for on HBO that was like the. You talking about Perry Mason? Perry Mason. There Perry we go. Mason. It was <laughs> a, different it was shows. <laughs> Perry Mason, Matlock, Columbo. No. They all. They're, they're all the same. They're all bleh. They uh, merge together. <laughs> they're they're all cops, right? They're all cops. Well, you know, they're all lawyers. <laughs> they're all... <laughs> that just made me so happy. They all work. They all they all are officers of the law. Let's a dad, a dad. All detectives are bastards. Uh, a dad. <laughs> um. Anyway, Perry Mason. <laughs> Perry Mason. 
The Perry Mason HBO series, which is set before he becomes a lawyer and is a cop. Ah. Ah. Um, or a private <laughs> investigator. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. There's a story. There's basically that. There's like there a grift. Go. There's a evangelist uh, grift in 1930s Los Angeles or something like that, which is actually, ironically, where a lot of these things were born where it was was yeah. the first half of the century in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and and I and I am not for the record saying that I would have written a better script or better pilot or anything than what has come out, but I would much rather have written the thing and see yeah. someone else do the idea and me go, "Oh man, god damn it." blah 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 than to me to me go, "Oh, right. I had an idea for that." Yeah. Once. You know, Once. and I look off into the middle distance and cry. Once. Once. <laughs> so we're halfway through the prologue. Uh, we're halfway through the prologue. <laughs> we're on page like seven. Well, right yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So Mary May is trying to leave and she is stopped uh, by John Seed. Mary which is Mason. A name that bums is me out. John Seed? John Seed. It, uh, hmm. Mm. Yeah, this I they the, whoever the 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 person who created the names, the writer who created the names for this game, knew they knew what they were doing. I they they must have. Yeah, there was there's a lot. Well, I, it might have also been a play on like Appleseed, like oh sure, yeah, American like, traditions, American legends, tradition, and, and all that and all that sure. stuff. I could totally yeah. see that. But John seed is a word seed. that's yeah. seeds. One of those words that's mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a bummer of a word. Moist seed. Oh yeah. See, I moist. I'm kind of. I'm kind of desensitized to by now. Yeah, but it's, I might have to censor that I actually said moist seed. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's offensive. That's, that's not safe work. It's upsetting. So so John <laughs> Seed like stops her basically, and um, he threatens her basically all all yeah. out. Like it's it's really clear that. Uh, Eden's Gate's got a really tight hold on this town. Yeah. He's got this posse of guys with what might be rifles or assault rifles in the distance. She's trying to cl- drive up the hill to get to the HQ of yeah. this Eden's Gate so she can get her fucking brother. And uh, and he's basically threatening her, saying, you know, he's up there. He's fine. You know, don't 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 stick your nose where it don't belong. Right. And yeah, she she just she just runs basically yeah she yeah. she just guns her engine and she's like i'm gonna go find my brother um yeah. and uh more or less um there's a bit of a it's it's like a it's like a it's not necessarily a chase sequence just kind of like a i'm going right and then she crashes her car yeah then she flips the car <laughs> and it doesn't and it says it says it, it literally I, I have in my notes she hits something and that's because that's all they gave us. They're like, like whatever she was she hit flips the car. Yeah. Um, so fine. And then we get part one and we get the, the classic, you know, you can see this as a movie. You can totally see it. Like this is our opening moment. The car flips in the dark. You, you, you hear the, 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 you know, tinkle of glass and the clicking of an engine. Yeah. Exhaust floating to the air. And then it fades down and you see, one week before, you know, it's hilarious, though, because I, re- I listened to it on Audible mm. and you know, it's missing on Audible. 
and what? suddenly ma- makes this first chapter make more sense. The one week before is never said. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a difference. It's kind of a big <laughs> oversight on their part. Yeah. <laughs> it just says the bear was big boar grizzly down out of Canada. Thunder had woken. And here's the thing. Um, it, I don't it, it's it's a big oversight. I kind of put it together anyway. It didn't matter. Sure. But um, what I love about this first chapter is that 50 percent of it is just talking about the nature of Montana. Yes, there is. It is not plot at all. It no. is literally pure character and setting. This guy is getting his Cormac McCarthy on. Oh, God, uh, yes. In a big, big damn way. <laughs> like this guy. This guy put down No Country for Old Man, The Road, and like Blood Meridian, and then was like, we're going to write something rugged. <laughs> they hired him for this Far Cry book, and yeah. and he's and uh, he's like, all right, so what's Far Cry again about? It's like, well, you know, you, you parachute and you headshot people, and you it's, it's like jet ski off of ramps, and yeah. you have a... And and in this one, you're going to have a cougar that that will kill people for you. Right. And and he's like, got it. So and then he's like, Anton Chigurh. <laughs> Where's it? Where's this one set? Where's this one set? And they're like, Montana. And something in him goes, Montana. And just goes, I know what I'm going to write. <laughs> and so it starts out with. <clears throat> and I'll do it in the voice of the narrator. Please, from the, I insist that you do. The bear was a big boar grizzly down out of Canada. Thunder had woken Will Boyd, and he had come out into the night and looked to the north, where the silhouette of the northern Rockies stood like dark centuries amid the lighter gray of cloud and moon. The storm was somewhere to the north. He had felt it building all through the day as he worked, the air growing thick and that damp, heavy feel that built with it. He raced in a second as the rain came down, and the sky lit and cracked open like shattered lake ice soon subsumed by the pool of water it had grown from. Oh my God, that's a lot of... And then, of, and then Johnny of, Cash, God's gonna cut you down, just starts playing in the background. <laughs> God, yeah, that's right. But you're right. This is, I think, more so than anything we've read on this show. This one has aspirations of being downright literary at times. Yes, this game, this book is like, this is the book that is that is yearning and pulling at the shackles of the game that it comes from. Right. <laughs> and, and it's hilarious because I'm a I am a huge Far Cry fan. I have played all of them. I finished all of them at least twice. Uh, right. At least since they rebooted, I did. I, I I haven't much patience for one and two just because they're very different games. But when right. they kind of rebooted them with three, um, I played all of those games and their yeah. like, you know, standalone DLC, Far Cry Primal, all of that shit. I've played them all through at least twice each, and including the uh, Far Cry Five sequel. Uh, yeah. Yep. With the uh, with the, the in the future, the twins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I've played them all. And um, and and they're all really satisfying to me. Someone, I think, described the game series as like Grand Theft Auto in paradise because they're always in these far flung, beautiful areas. 
And I always thought of them as like a first person shooter through the eyes of Hunter Thompson. They're kind yes. of drug addled and yes. And, yeah. And they're so close. The writers of these games, it's frustrating to me because I just play. They're fucking satisfying, man. They're oh, just, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so good. Um, but the writers frustrate me because they're so close to something really actually kind of poignant at times. Right. And I think they know it. And yeah. uh, but they're just <laughs> at least so far. The writers yeah. are not big of mind enough to get it onto the other side of it, or the producers have stopped yeah. them or something like that. And I think, and I think that's something to be said for, um, and for those of you familiar with the Far Cry series, it is created by uh, Ubisoft, which yep. is a French video game company that has been in the news quite a bit over the past six months or so. Yeah, they um, got problems. for their. Um, toxic work environment you know the, you have you have sexual harassment you have general harassment you have all sorts of issues coming out where the higher-ups were taking advantage of mm -hmm. their uh employees yeah. um and i just want to state that obviously we don't we don't condone yeah. um the we don't condone this company or their actions or what have you and i think part of it is you have a company like Ubisoft, which in prior years has stated that Assassin's Creed, that uh, Far Cry, even this this specific Far Cry are not political. Oh, and, sure. And I Fuck think them. They're so full so, of shit. They're so full of shit. So and I think the problem shit. is you have these writers. Um, you have you probably have writers that are hamstrung. And I'm not speaking with any inside knowledge. But I'm assuming you have writers that are hamstrung from some sort of um, directive from above that like yeah. you can get this close to the line, but you you can't go any further. And Absolutely. you can tell when you play Far Cry 5 that it is this close to the line to saying something about um, religious religious extremism, right. uh, white terrorism, things like that but never quite actually gets there. It right. never, never actually crosses the finish line. Yeah. It's like, they it's running. They, a, yeah. They really do believe in the whole go woke, go broke kind of idea that if, right. they, if they take sides on anything, they're going to lose all this money and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, your confirmation or denial of, you know, whether or not you, the creators see this as a, doesn't change shit. Like you're still right. out in the middle of Montana fighting white religious extremists. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. Basically what we're saying is we know about the stink that's surrounding this stuff. And, and on top of that, it, but it does color what we're talking about with the book here. And, and because I think you're right. I think the most likely scenario is absolutely, as you said, the writers are hamstrung somehow. Um, mm -hmm. I think urban weight here because it was a book and they figured most people wouldn't read the book. He's a little less. So got a little, <laughs> they, he, 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 he got away with a little more. My guess is yeah. that they were like the editor kind of glanced at it and went, uh, okay, great. Fine. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nothing blatant. <laughs> That's fine. It's like, yeah, as long as it's in the subtext. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can our, can our, uh, can our fan base read? Oh, they can. Oh, well, hmm. mm. that, that's a little different then. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah. So right off the bat, though, yeah, we've got this a, a, a tapestry that the dude like sets it the, is a tapestry the beautifully, really, yeah. really well. Um, yeah, and and so we're dealing with Will Boyd here, who is a hunter and a trapper, who's worked. We know that he's worked the area for about a dozen years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking about a grizzly that has gotten loose somehow out in the area, come in from Canada. Uh, and I did, and I, I did not know a, a male bear is called a boar. I, uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. I was like, yeah. isn't that a, isn't that a pig? And like, I guess it's a man. It's a but but I tell you what, when I saw, when I read the words boar grizzly, I came up with a new D and D, uh, monster. <laughs> ah, the pig bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's basically hunting the land looking for uh this bear and he and he and he traps and and hunts and basically gives all of it to Eden's Gate. You get right. the impression that he's heavily in debt to them for one reason or the other. Right. Um and uh he's out there hunting hunting rabbits and he finds uh the bear in question. Yeah, and it's on the other side of a stream. It's checking him out, and basically because of the stream and that sort of thing, it's not interested in him. And he's right. not really doesn't seem to be interested in killing it. Right. Uh, in fact, he gives it one of the uh, rabbits. Yeah, that he, he, caught. he tosses a rabbit at it to basically yeah. be like, "All right, you take this. I'm gonna go the other way." <laughs> Pretty much. And so th- it's like a lot of heavy uh, stuff. Uh, about this bear and and you're 25 pages in and you're like isn't this a video game novel what the fuck is going on what is the point about this bear yeah and then you get to page 25 uh and it says here that uh the the bear basically the he gets away from the bear and he's checking out the woods he doesn't see him anywhere and it says he dropped the rifle from his shoulder and stood looking over the forest and hills the mountain farther on he said to himself just because you don't see him don't mean he's not out there. Ah, a mm. clue. Aha. Aha. A We've clue. got our first bit of uh, religious symbolism. Exactly. Uh, in a bear. In a bear. Worship bear god at the, sometimes, the temple nearest you. Uh, sometimes you get the bear. Sometimes the bear gets you. Bear gets you. Uh, um, so, yeah. and this is about when we get introduced to. My character that I absolutely love to hate in this book, he is oh. he is somehow a bigger piece of shit than than even John Seed. And that is that is saying something. Oh, we're yeah. introduced, introduced to Lonnie. Who, what a dick. <laughs> it's just this. He's like he's basically the way after he's described, he's just like this skinny, wiry dude, somewhat muscular. stuff. You know what? He's basically. Um, he's basically Brad Pitt in Snatch. Yeah, yeah. Picture like a, Brad like Pitt a, in Snatch. Yeah, like country hayseed version of that. He's every skinny slash vaguely muscular guy you knew in college who refused to wear anything but a dirty white t-shirt. Yeah. With a big Adam's apple and you wanted right. to you know, you just you loved you him, but wanted, you also just you also just wanted to punch him in that Adam's yeah. apple. It was just like sticking out so far. You Dude, just wanted to see yeah. what would happen if you just punched him. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I think I feel like it, it's like it's like 
the glowing dot on a Mega Man boss, yes. you know, <laughs> and you hit him with the with the you know the 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 the, the Shadow Man shuriken there, and just and yeah, just blows him up. Yeah, um, yeah, and and then the Doctor Wily fight music starts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now I play Mega Man. All right. Uh, so later on, we get uh, we find. Uh, 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 Will, he's basically, he's giving up a bunch of his, the game and stuff that he has hunted and tracked over to, yeah, Eden's Gate, and Lonnie's taking it. And Lonnie just threatens him, like, over yeah. and over again in this chapter. Yeah. Like, the yeah, first- Lonnie is Lonnie is basically like, um, he's like, hey, remember all the stuff the church did for you? You know, right. he's he's basically like, like you know we you you've done a lot for for us but the church has still done more for you like it, it like you're the debt's not it it it, it like kind of hints that the debt isn't paid all yeah. that kind of stuff um and basically um so they're having this discussion um oh i gotta go gra- find our dog outside okay oh god okay <laughs> right back <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Phil, the Conquistador. While Kevin's gone, I want to tell you uh, that uh, 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 I'm the genius behind all of this. This is all me. Uh, I have done everything. Um, I came up with the idea. I edit every single episode. Uh, I, uh, I wrote most of the books that we are reading. Uh, and I developed the technology necessary for us to record ourselves uh, through video and audio, in fact. Uh, so I think we should all take a moment, celebrate me. Uh, please make sure to send uh, Steam gift cards and cupcakes my way. You can find me at Twitter at El Conquistadork. Moving on. Yeah, it, was a, it was a new puppy. She was, uh, well, a- April let her out into the backyard. Ah. Um, but she's like this little thing. Uh-huh. I, I sent, showed you the picture, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a little thing, like four pounds, and uh, she lets her out in the backyard to go potty, and then she goes, she poops, she pees, and then and April like goes to pick her up to bring her back inside, and the dog's just now it's doing zoomies out in the backyard, uh, of course. back and forth. I'm lighter. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> so April's like, can you just please like? So we had to do like a. Yeah, two person tag team like maneuver to Oh yeah. That's to get this dog back into the house. That's a, the 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 older I get and the more friends I know with kids and that sort of thing who are married. It's like that's that's the that's the main purpose of a marriage. You're like, okay, we gotta make it's, sure. Yeah, you just need you just need extra hands. I mean that's yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much it. So yeah, uh, let me see. Where were oh, we? We're talking about Lonnie. Hold talking on, about please. Lonnie, that piece of shit. I I think I think right off the bat, you realize you're dealing with a total dickweed here, because he's looking at all the food, uh, the game that uh, Will's brought him, and he asks yeah. him like about the deer. He brought him a deer, and he says, "What are you going to do with the head?" And Will says, "I don't know. He's probably going to, you know, keep. He's going to put it on the wall. Yeah, yeah, put it on the wall." <clears throat> and and Lonnie's like. Sure, the father probably really liked that. It sure would be a nice gift to give. Yeah. You're not giving that to the father. You're putting that over your bed next to your Van Halen poster. 
Yeah. And, and your beer can collection. So, so it's funny is because like, so like Will is being like the, the big, the bigger person. He's doing his job. He's like, yeah. you know, it's going to take me a few hours. I got to, I got to, I got to skin the deer. I got to like drain the blood and I got to, I got to separate the muscle groups, cut out all the sinew, get it ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lonnie's like, just skin it and throw it into the truck with the head. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. Such a dick. Like right off the bat, like not even, not even over anything particularly important. Yeah. No, it's just the deer. He's just an um, asshole. And Lonnie has, but Lonnie has a special job for Will. Oh, Lonnie has a, yes. He has a special job. Yeah. So, um, so basically, and this is, this is more or less the inciting incident, I guess, of the book. Yeah. If you want to put it in, in film phrases, this is kind of like, this is kind of what kicks off. If the story is really about Will, Will Byers, is that, that's his name, right? Uh, yeah. Bill Boyd, yeah. Boyd, Boyd, Will, Will Boyd. Boyd, Will Boyd. If the story is about Will Boyd's, it's, it's really Will Boyd's journey, right? Is mm-hmm. this book. Um, this, this job that Lonnie gives him is more or less what kicks off that journey of introspection that Will goes on through the course of the book. And basically what Lonnie wants is for Will to hunt down and kill the grizzly that has come down from Canada. Mm -hmm. And Will has been interested in this grizzly, of course, as we've seen, but he also points out like he respects the grizzly. But he also points out to Lonnie, like, hey, it's illegal for, for us to kill it. We yeah. can't there. It's it's protected. We can't go kill grizzlies. Right. And Lonnie's like, well, we can do whatever we want. On, yeah. on and they kind of can. He's kind of right. Like, they, can, like, I mean, they, they, they are kind of making the laws themselves, yeah. you know? Yeah, they, they, they're, they're in charge here, man. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, he's he, he basically and then and then will uh tells him a story about when he was in Vietnam because he's a vet Yeah, about uh, them hunting this man-eating tiger that was like slowly killing off one after the other, like all these just members of his, his platoon. You right. Know? And it's, it's a good what, damn story. Uh, hold what, on. Uh, there's actually, uh, there's a movie I was thinking about um, that. Um, oh, what was the name of that movie? I think Val Kilmer was in it. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm telling the listeners to hold on. Hold, hold on, on, listeners. Hold on, listeners. Put your yap on. Um, Have some respect. It was, it was in the 90s, I think. Yeah, I think it was in the 90s. The Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, there we go. Uh, a bridge engineer and an experienced old hunter begin a hunt for two lions after they start attacking local construction workers. Oh, that sounds fun, actually. That sounds like a so, and that is starring Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. That's a great combo. Okay. All right. Yep. I'm intrigued. Yep. So, um, but basically, yeah, he tells Lonnie the story about um this tiger, which is hunting and killing uh parts of like members of his platoon. <laughs> Or anyone who tries to hunt the tiger gets yeah. ends up getting killed. Yeah, and he tells them this whole story about what they decide to do about the tiger, and they build this pit and this trap and all that stuff, and that the tiger doesn't fall for it, 
and ends up killing more people. Yeah, and ends up killing the people who <laughs> built the tiger trap. Like crazy smart animal. And 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 Lonnie is like waiting for because Lonnie, you can tell, is one of these assholes who's like he expects people just to do whatever the hell he is. He yeah, says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so he's telling him this story, and uh, and it had uh, at this point he says, uh, and you killed it. No, Will nope. said, how do you kill something you can't see? Lonnie finished his cigarette and flicked it away towards the fire pit. You think this bear is supernatural? You think this bear is some heavenly retribution? The father would love that. That would be scripture to the man. No, Will said, I'm saying I don't know a goddamn thing. I'm saying I can't help you, which is which is probably, <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly untrue. Yeah, he's absolutely the guy that they want to talk. He is to absolutely about pretty much the only person who would probably know how to handle a grizzly. Yes, yes. And, and, but that doesn't mean he wants to do it. Like he's, no, he doesn't want to do it at all. Um, yeah. What ends up happening is um, he tells Lonnie this story, and we kind of fast forward to uh, I, it's probably like the next day or so, and Lonnie has had a crew of people dig a pit with spikes, basically as Will described in the story. Mm -hmm. um over in the woods and will has trapped it with these beaver uh beaver carcasses yes and they have this discussion about um if you tie off a certain gland uh in the beaver it ends up smelling like artificial vanilla or something like that <laughs> and i and i uh, i looked that up that is absolutely real uh um, that is n and i'm not surprised with the level of of uh detail that urban weight has put into this book that yeah. that's it is it's called i think castorium it is mm -hmm. a gland found in the asshole of beavers <laughs> and it smells like vanilla and oh, bears love it, humans love it and if you see if you have vanilla scented or flavored something and it says and it doesn't say imitation vanilla and it doesn't say vanilla uh, yeah ingredients it says natural flavorings you're probably eating something from a beaver's asshole gland this is an absolutely real thing your imitation vanilla is beaver ass beaver ass you know and look some of us love eating ass even when it's not vanilla flavored but <laughs> that's a step i think that's a, a, a that's a, a bridge too far my friend a bridge too far <laughs> that's a bridge too far a beaver uh, too far a beaver too far <laughs> God damn it. Oh, boy. So the trap works. Um, kind not of. exactly. Yeah. Kind of. The trap works in that the trap activates. What they end up killing with the trap is not the boar grizzly that they wanted. Um, they wanted uh, to kill. It yeah. was it was a it was a mama bear. It was yeah. a mama grizzly. And it basically he says, now I know why the boar was coming down to look for food because his mate is pregnant. Yep. Uh, or, or at least they have a baby. Right. And yep. uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, it kind of gets, gets dark and, and mixed in with all this uh, around the same time, they're talking about the cattle ranchers mm. who used to live on the property. Yeah. The, the, the Kershaw's uh, they're yeah. cattle ranchers out there and they're just kind of disappeared gone is the word that they use and yeah. they it's creepy how non-specific that lonnie gets about where they are yeah he, he says they've been repurposed repurposed which is like and that's well, certainly not talk. That ain't, 
That's not, yeah, that's definitely not a version of disappeared. By <laughs> Good God. Yeah, that is creepy as fuck. Um, yeah. And, uh, but the bear has been there. Uh, they, they're, they're, all their cattle are gone. And right. Lonnie, you know, and Lonnie says you know, most of them they had like taken and eaten uh, right. at Eden's Gate. Uh, but yeah, the bear, apparently they're blaming on bl- blaming losing some cattle on the bear. Well, it's it's funny, though, because like it's such a weird moment. It's almost surreal mm-hmm. in that Lonnie's like, well, we got to kill this bear because it ate the cattle. Yeah. There's almost there's like no cattle left. And the cattle yeah. that it, uh, the only the rest of the cattle weren't killed by the bear. It was just like one cow. Right. So, but this bear is now a problem because it killed like the last cow or something yeah. like oh, that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's honestly really good writing in the sense of allegory. It's just like, oh, no, it doesn't. The bear doesn't really stand to hurt us in any way. Just fuck him. Yeah, because we're the ones in charge here. Right. And that's it. Um, and and we do get a moment uh, before he wakes up in the morning and finds that the trap has worked, which I thought was, I, I had I had to make I had to make a note here. It, it it mentions not in any specific way, but it says here it basically says that he's miss he misses his daughter and his wife. They are gone yeah. for some reason. Um, uh, they imply that he used to be a heavy drinker, so maybe they left him because of that. And now he's just kind of sad. Uh, and he falls asleep at the Kershaw's house and uh, ends up finding a nightgown in the place and smells it and um, and uh, and like holds it against him. And just and, and it's and it's really sad. it's just really, really sad. He's he's um, yeah. he's so lonely and, and yeah, he's he's, he's very lonely. Yeah. Yeah, and he also uh, has a moment uh, during the night in which he witnesses John doing some baptizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I did not know that um, uh, uh, non-consensual baptisms were a thing. <laughs> but evidently, well, they, are. they are. They are definitely in, in Eden's Gate. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the game kind of expands upon this because I believe the non-consensual baptizing is also done under the effects of the bliss. Bliss kind of um, makes a lot of the things that Eden's Gate is able to do make sense. Right. Um, because it's it's a semi, it's a hallucinogen that has some like mind control properties. And I, and I got to be honest with you, one of my main problems with the way they handle the storyline in the video game of Far Cry 5 was the bliss um, mm-hmm. because the whole explanation basically is like, oh, all these people weren't brainwashed. Um, you know, well, they were brainwashed, but it was because of this drug. You know, right. it's like, no, man, people do horrifying murderous sure. shit all the time because they're, you know, because their worst selves are appealed to by yeah. people like this every day. Right. And also, once you introduce the idea that these people are under the influence of some sort of drug that has been forced upon them. Yeah. The game becomes a lot sketchier in terms of like, oh, yeah, feel free to kill the cultists. Right. Right. It, <laughs> it, it gives you it gives you permission. You know, yeah. it, it's like it's like killing zombies in a video game. It's like, well, they're just they're not they used to be people, but they're not anymore. So blow them anymore. All up. Uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, so. Will wakes up in the Kershaw's house to this kind of light barking sound. 
outside of the house. And that's when, as you pointed out, he finds this mother bear dead mm-hmm. at the bottom of their tiger trap. And he realizes that the mother bear is uh, that the cub is the barking that he's hearing. So the mother yeah. bear's dead and has left this cub without a mom. And I yeah. am so sad. I was like, he's will will points out he's like the cub was probably circling around the pit barking at the at the corpse of his mother trying to get her to come out and then ran off (laughs) it was so sad it was so sad like you're like oh "Oh, my gosh motherfucker oh it's so sad yeah because that's exactly what it was and so he starts searching for the cub because obviously he feels Responsible. He feels bad. He feels yeah. bad. He's hoping that, uh, and and I, at this point, as a person who's played Far Cry Five, I'm hoping that this is uh, uh, the bear companion that you'll eventually get in the game, whose yes. name is Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, <laughs> and I love it. Uh, I I would live and die for Cheeseburger the bear. He's like Flip Cup. I will die. I would die <laughs> for Cheeseburger the bear. <laughs> I just love him so much. That's and great. Uh, and I and at this point I I wrote this in my notes. Um book, if you kill this cub, I will never forgive you. Uh just like I was just I was like immediately it took it took less than half a page for him to be me like, to just I love this cub. I love this cub, please. I can't <laughs> fucking deal with this. I can't deal. So he's 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 searching for the bear. He finds it, his little cub, and he feeds one of the beavers. He takes one of the beavers that they use to attract yeah. the bear and feeds it to the cub. And the cub starts following around. And, and the cub becomes his best friend. His best friends. Best friends forever. Will and the bear. <laughs> Will and the cub. Fridays and Fox. Like, yes, like exactly. It's it's a it's a sitcom at this point. Yeah. And and the next for a brief day, shining moments. Oh, oh, you they give you, you some thing. some like light and happiness. Urban weight is like is like, you know, even Cormac McCarthy has like a lighthearted moment occasionally. I'm going to give that to you now and then I'm going to take it away. Tear it away from you. Like Anton Chigurh with <laughs> <laughs> with a compression gun to your forehead. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. Because the next day he wakes up. With the bear and the bear and him go hunting together. He like goes and oh checks his God. traps for the rabbits and stuff in the woods and 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 the bears with him. And you're like, yay, adventures. This is the Far Cry I signed up for. I love animal companions in, in Far Cry 5. It's so good. Yep. Um, and uh, and then someone shoots at the bear. He assumes at first they're shooting at him. Right. Like, who's going to shoot at a bear cub? Right. Right. And, but then it becomes clear that someone's shooting at the bear and he pulls a John Lithgow, Harry and the Hendersons, you know, yeah, I don't want you anymore. Like he doesn't say anything, but yeah, he likes he's, he, he's white fanging. He's white fanging the bear. Yeah, that's a far <laughs> more literary and respectable <laughs> reference. And fuck you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, so he shoots at the bear like he shoots at the bear's foot and shoots over its head. And uh, and, and finally, the bear like it, it just it just he just he, it, the bear gives him like one last look of betrayal because he just lost his mother. And I can't fucking take it. I was like, no. And the presumably cheeseburgery bear 
runs off into runs the woods. Runs off in the woods. And guess who is holding the, who, who is shooting at it in the first guess. place? Just guess. Just Fucking guess. Lonnie. Lonnie! Lonnie! <laughs> and, and for fun, we brought in John Seed as well. Yeah, for fun. For funsies. Two biggest dipshits in Hope County. Oh my god. Like, yeah, just, just, yeah, so they, they, they basically saw what was going on, but they don't really lay into him too thick about it. Yeah. Uh, because they have a new job for him now. Yep. Uh, and they want him to hunt the most dangerous game. A girl. A girl. Is that, is that, that's probably an exaggeration. A girl who, is, but... who has just been in a car accident. Right. Right. <laughs> girl gets into a car and they, and they need him to help them hunt her down. And suddenly the prologue and the first chapter are nice and tied together. They tie together. Mm. Mm. Circles back around. Circles back around. It's beautiful. Um, so basically the bear, now that we've talked about it, it's like yeah. the grizzly bear represents anyone who stands against Eden's gate. Exactly. Yeah. It's basically like this is this is how anyone who stands against Eden's gate is going to get. And it doesn't matter what what trespass like it, it in, in the nature of life, the circle of life scheme of things. This is a relatively minor trespass. Yeah. This is just a bear killing the like. One of the last cows that a farm that is out of commission mm -hmm. doesn't even have anyone to work the fucking doesn't even ranch. have yeah, and but just because it did it yeah it was enough yeah it was it was it was it uh basically the bear's thumbing its nose at them and yeah. they can't have that and even it, it from a bear exactly and it circles back around to the conversation John Seed and Mary May had. Where Mary May is talking about how, like, you wanted me to, you, you want me to stop selling alcohol at the bar. Mm -hmm. And John's like, yeah. And she is like, well, how do you expect me to keep the bar open? And he goes, I don't. Right. <laughs> like, right. he's very clear about his intentions. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, he's not, we're not being clever here. This isn't a riddle. They're very want your upfront. business to shut down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They are, they are taking over. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. So it is a, a hell of a first chapter, uh, in this book. Yeah. Now, admittedly, you know, it's a, it's a first chapter that goes on for 64 pages. Uh, <laughs> it's a first chapter that's 64 pages and half of which is, is basically nature documentary. Right. Right. <laughs> and here's the thing we've, I'm, I'm. I'm here for it, man. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. digging it so far. Like uh it's just a, it's it's um just well written. It's got it takes itself seriously, but not in that self-important bullshit sure. kind of way that yeah. you would totally understand seeing in like right. an adaptation of a video game. Right. You know, you can you can kind of see like them go, you know, oh, I'm gonna make something special out of this, I'm gonna make a piece of art out of this, and it just right disappearing up the author's asshole but yeah. uh pretty like good the, stuff it's like like it could go a couple different ways the worst possible way is like the mario brothers movie right <laughs> um and the, but yeah uh, urban urban weight i think did a pretty tremendous job um i would say it almost deserves not now and and i say say deserves not to not to put down far cry 5 
it almost mm-hmm. deserves to not be a Far Cry book. Like, mm. like this could have had been totally been renamed something else. Yeah. and just could have been some something like Cormac McCarthy light um, book about a man, uh, a man and a woman, um, like a woman trying to find her brother mm. and a man struggling against the um, the the this church but now has become a cult um, in the time that he's been a member of it um, struggling against like, you know, and his own personal, like that's, that's some deep stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, And it, and Far Cry five never quite, it never gets half as deep as as some of the implications. And, 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 and that's what it is. That's how they designed it. You know, there's, there's a part of you that's just kind of like well that's probably fine yeah um but yeah no he 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 offered uh a little more something there's uh, yeah this there's there's definite tonal mismatch between the two big time big time to to read this i have not uh i i want to uh uh i have not started playing far cry 5 uh 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 again a third sure. time to uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, because I've got other games to play. And, but yeah. I know that I will play that game and like 100% it. And sure. And just because I have to, because I fucking love that franchise. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I can imagine that playing the game while listening to this on an audio book. Um, yeah. It would be a weird tonal shift. That would be very yeah. interesting. This is more like a novel that would have belonged with, uh red dead redemption 2 sure yeah absolutely as opposed to far cry yeah um because red dead redemption 2 has the um has the the far cry 5 is beautiful don't get me wrong sure red dead redemption 2 really leans on the aesthetic and the sweeping landscapes you're not in a car you're in a horse yeah you're 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 walking through this countryside um it really leans on that on that vibe. Yeah. Um, whereas Far Cry Five is like, woo, wingsuit, right, right. <laughs> Far Cry Five will get you to those moments every now and then. Sure. These like kind of solemn, mo- but then like, but then it just jumps right back into uh, the insanity of it. In fact, Far Cry Three got a lot of uh, flack for that, like the tone problems. They wanted to talk about really serious, deep and dark off-limits stuff there but they also wanted to uh you know have you hang gliding through the you know tropical wilderness blowing up things and stuff like that sure it's where i i recall uh i'm sure it was from another game but that was the first time i ever heard of the term ludo narrative dissonance Mm, uh, with far cry 3 and as much as i love that game yeah i can't deny that it's there yeah i believe the first time i heard it was uh, that phrase was uh had to do with uncharted Mm-hmm. Um, because you're playing a guy who is like going through tombs and, and, and trying to like get these treasures or what have you. And at the same time, he's killing thousands of people. Yes. Like, like there, there would be <laughs> some sort of like, not, not thousands, but there's a lot. There's actually lot. an achievement. I believe there is an achievement in one of the uncharted games called Ludo narrative dissonance. When, your yeah. account hits over a thousand kills or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and, and for those of you who are listening who don't know what we're talking about, looted narrative dissonance is basically when 
uh, when your actions in a game, for example, don't match up with the tone. When you're told, like uh, Tomb Raider uh, by by uh, Crystal uh, Dynamics, they had it was a similar problem I had with that, where in between action scenes in the game, your character is very naive and very sweet and not a murderer and takes life very seriously. Right. Uh, and, uh, and then in the actual gameplay itself, you're, you are straight up murdering right. the fuck out of dozens upon dozens compare, of people. Compare that to something like the Hitman series, yep. which it is like the story and the gameplay actually kind of work together. Um, and in fact, in Hitman, you're not even like, you're not incentivized to kill anybody beside, mm-hmm. aside from the targets that you were assigned. Right. Um, and that's that's part of it is like just is so it's it's funny that like a game like Hitman where you play a killer you can end up killing fewer people than yeah. Nathan Drake or Lara Croft who are not killers right right <laughs> very distinctly not killers yeah and and that's and that's basically you know the the beginner's version of what what is yeah, it's, it's, there's a whole thing there's a whole. But there's yeah. probably some YouTube videos on it. You can... Yeah, yeah, go check it out. But it's it's <laughs> yeah. So that was the prologue of the first chapter of a uh, Far Cry Absolution. I got to tell you, I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of this. Yeah. Book. So we'll uh, we'll take uh, chapter two next time, and um, until then, you guys can follow us on Twitter at Pixelit Pod. Uh, we have a Discord now. I will pin that to the top of the Twitter, and you can join the Discord. Uh, find other people who are interested in the Pixelit podcast. And uh, remember to uh, give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes or follow us on your favorite podcast app. It really helps us out. It, it helps uh, people find us. It helps people. Exactly. You know, uh, you know it, it just, it helps the algorithm uh, put us near the top, which let's face it, it's where we belong. All anyway. right, that'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>